This is the Black and Blue Report, straight from the source. No appointment radio, wherever, whenever. Now, from Studio B, or from wherever the Saints or Pelicans might be, here's Sean Kelly. Here we go. It's the Friday edition of the Black and Blue Report. So glad that you're with us. We're ready to wrap up the week and get ready for a a big-time weekend, uh, obviously, with Pelicans playing tonight and the Saints back in action on Sunday at Indianapolis and uh, who knows what else. But I do know this, the preseason ends tonight, and that's a good thing. (laughs) It really is. But it's so glad to be back. We're glad to be back home, and that's where we come to you today for our podcast from the Smoothie King Center in downtown New Orleans. Pelicans and Heat here for the first time tonight. The new video board is up. The building looks great. Um, and so it will feel less like a preseason game tonight just because it's a little something new for us and uh, just a chance to be on our own floor again. The Pelicans have lost uh, three in a row during the preseason, but uh, uh, trim the roster a little bit today, find themselves a little more healthy today. Uh, this will be a good dress rehearsal against a Miami team that's played well in the preseason. So a 7 o'clock tip-off tonight. More on that here in just a moment. As I mentioned, two players have been waived by the Pelicans uh, Sean Kilpatrick and Chris Douglas Roberts are no longer with the team. Uh, so the roster, I think, is down to 17 now currently. Um, there may be a player back from injury tonight. Not Nothing official just yet. Of course, you'll know more on pelicans.com later today and then on the Pelicans radio network. And, um, and then everything has to be down to 15 or less heading into the regular season. Uh, we're going to talk a lot of basketball today. John Schumann from NBA.com will be on, and um, we're going to wrap up the preseason by taking a peek inside the annual survey that you'll find on NBA.com involving the GMs and a few others. And so John Schumann's been kind enough to join us, and will give us some of that insight as we turn the corner toward the regular season. Other basketball news today. Greg Popovich is reportedly going to be the new head coach of Team USA after the Rio de Janeiro games, that's when Mike Shashevsky has decided that he will be done. That certainly impacts our, you know, our own guy, Anthony Davis. And uh, I think I think Greg Popovich will be a great choice to take over that program and move it uh, down the road past 2016. So that's exciting stuff. Let's not forget about the Saints. It is Friday. Time to wrap up their week. They will travel tomorrow, take on the Colts on Sunday. Are you ready for a matchup between uh, two gunslingers? Andrew Luck and uh, Drew Brees, of course. I think it's really going to be a very entertaining game on Sunday. And uh, now, here on this Friday, I'm looking at the Saints and saying to myself, this is as healthy as I've seen that football team in a long time. Um, It looks like the starting offensive line is going to be back intact. Um, Jarris Bird goes full go at practice yesterday, or at least listed as full go for the first time. Danelle Ellerby is going to be in good shape. Keenan Lewis says he's feeling much better. Um, all signs are pointing to, at least in my eyes, to a possible run here. You know, can you build on last Thursday's uh, win over the Falcons? I think the win against the Falcons is far enough behind us now that there's no hangover effect from that. Um, you've been able to say, okay, that was good, but, you know, back to it. And uh, Indianapolis will be uh, tough enough, especially for the Saints defensive secondary come Sunday afternoon you know it is on the road they play well at home uh, and the Saints uh, are yearning for a road win and wouldn't it be great to have two straight wins one of which on the road before you face um, Mr. Eli Manning and the New York Giants next week Uh, we're going to preview a little bit of the game by hearing from some of the Saints players that was from the locker room yesterday and uh, and then we'll 
kind of bid you adieu on this Friday because we've got a lot going on, and I know you do too. Uh, but we're ready to go uh, for our first segment coming up. Let's do football first, and then we'll come back and wrap things up with some basketball uh, and that annual survey right after this. The Pelicans Pick 6 plan presented by Domino's is the opportunity to pick the games right for you. Ticket packages are the only way to score access to the biggest games, including a matchup against LeBron James and the Cleveland Cavaliers. Plus, each plan comes with a free Domino's pizza. Six game packages start as low as $54. Call 525-HOOP or visit pelicans.com to score your Pick 6 plan today. From sunup to sundown, there's no end to the great time you'll have at the Sanderson Farms Championship. Join us November 4th through 8th at the Country Club of Jackson for a full course of action. From first class golf to fan pleasing fun and of course lots of 100% natural chicken. So don't miss a single stroke of excitement at the Sanderson Farms Championship. Visit SandersonFarmsChampionship.com for tickets today. All-Star Electric is lighting up the future with the latest in LED lighting. All-Star Electric specializes in the installation and conversion of the newest LED lighting products. This lasting investment is virtually maintenance-free and offers significant savings on your next electricity bill. This is Tim Blanchard, president of All-Star Electric. Let us evaluate your building, parking lot, or home for an LED conversion because we know we can save you some money. Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report. Here's Sean Kelly. Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report. Saints and Colts on Sunday. And I know you've got your black and gold on today. Uh, we've got some in black and gold. We've got some in, in the blue and red today and gold uh, with regard to the Pelicans' activity at Smoothie King Center tonight. And uh, right here where this uh, very microphone sits, uh, we'll originate the broadcast starting at 6.30 um, Central Time with Pelicans warm-up and then tip-off at 7.00. Let's talk football for a moment. Let's actually take you inside the Saints locker room and uh, hear from some of the key guys, I think, for Sunday's game, starting defensively with Keenan Lewis, who, uh, you know, uh, had been back from the sports hernia surgery, but not quite 100%. So he's feeling much better. That's a good sign. And he had a lot to say about this weekend's matchup. Uh, a little extra time off. How do you feel going into this game? Feel all right. <laughs> Do you feel like you're ready for ready for a heavier workload? Yeah, I'll let coaches decide that. Have you been coming along so far? I mean, you know, some it seems like you're going to have more snaps, and then seems seems like it's backed off a little bit. Have you regressed a little bit, or are you kind of ready to ramp it up? Man, I'm just trying to get better. Huh? Hey, I'll let coaches decide that. What, what can you say, obviously? <laughs> Um, Coach said you didn't have a setback. You're just trying to figure out what works for you? Or? No, I don't think I had a setback. I think I'm getting better. What are some of the challenges that he presents with, with multiple weapons? Seems like they got a couple quick receivers in that. You know, they uh, upgraded at the position, wide receiver position. They had the veteran uh, Andre Johnson. We ain't got Darcet from Miami, speed guy. Number 10, he been playing pretty good football. and. You know, even a running back, you got Frank Gore, a veteran guy. So when you got a, a spread off and like that, you know, you got to limit your mistakes. Tell me about you take the Super Bowl game ball to the high school. 
the other day? Yeah. Tell me about that. How, how, enjoy, how much enjoyable was that? Whatever. Oh, that was big for me, especially from my high school, not having too many guys to play in the Super Bowl. Probably just me and Mike. So having that opportunity mean a lot. You know, one day when I'm done playing, hopefully I could go coach that and, you know, lead one of those guys that had the opportunity to play in the Super Bowl. So that's my goal and just keep striving. You've talked about what's the best and the worst thing about playing for the Saints, playing in your hometown. Uh, I won't say there's too many worst things. I ain't experienced too many, but the best is playing for your hometown team. I feel like it means a lot. You know, just knowing how much the fans care and when you got the opportunity to help win games, it's always, you know, a good feeling. Did you have a jersey when you were a kid? Yeah, I definitely had a jersey. I think everybody, you know, Small had that Christmas Saints uniform. I know I definitely had one, so still trying to find mine. You remember it was? Uh, I can't tell you that. I know I just had one. Keenan, what have you seen from Andrew Luck so far? I mean, it looks like they've struggled some on offense. No, I, I had a time. You know, I played him a couple of times. Mm-hmm. Smart guy, you know, very strong, you know, poised. You know, he, he got it all. Top five quarterback in his league. You know, a lot of people going to ride him off right now because the first couple of games probably wasn't what he wanted, but he definitely a, a dangerous threat. How have you seen Swan come along throughout the season? Oh, that's my little homie. <laughs> you know, that's the guy I push all the time, and, you know, he got a bright future. He definitely going to be a star. Came in as a rookie, but you definitely wouldn't know if you watch him play. So very confident out there, and he just getting better every week. On the offensive side of the football, remember at the top I had mentioned that it looks like the uh, Saints offensive line, the starting offensive line, is going to be intact for the first time in a couple of weeks. Teron Armstead, back, ready to go. Same goes for guard Tim Lolito. I guess what's the frustrating thing about not being able to play? Just not being able to play, go out there with those guys and, and grind, and especially to, like during practice, like last week when I was in here getting treatment and stuff like that, those guys are out in the field. Um, you know, it's kind of... It's kind of disheartening, but you, know, you got to do what you got to do to get back on the field. Do you feel like this line is kind of coming together now and you guys have had a couple of solid games in the last three? Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, I think we're a lot better. I think we're we're finally figuring out our, our pieces up front and, and what we need to do to just continue to get better. With you and Toronto out at the same time, did you guys kind of you know, commiserate a little bit and say, you know, we, we kind of got this thing solidified and we want to get back out here as quick as possible? I wouldn't say it's it's solidified. I think it's it's ever flowing. Like you know, I don't think I don't think there's one team in the NFL that ever has a full uh, you know offensive line starting the beginning of the year that finishes that ends up. So there's always going to be guys that you know go in and plug in and and guys that are hurt and stuff like that. So it's just getting everyone on the same page. I guess how much accolades or props or whatever go to the guys who stepped in for you guys, Sanio and, and, and Tony? Yeah, those guys did a great job, great job up front. You know, Tony for being here, what, 10 days or whatever he was before and to go in and, and have the performance that he did. And, and Senio going from right guard the previous two games to left guard, and those guys did a great job up front. I'm really proud of those guys. And then finally for our little quick trip through the locker room, uh, let's visit with Saints wide receiver Willie Sneed. He's been a great story so far this season. We'll see if he keeps it up on Sunday. Sneed spoke with the media yesterday about how things have gone so far and what will possibly come to fruition on Sunday. 
At this point now, six games in, is the game slowing down for you or had it already slowed down? It is starting to slow down. It's uh, watching more film and, you know, the preparation each and every week is the same. So it's like, you know, Sunday's starting to come, you know, to me like it was in college and I'm just starting to go out there and perform and execute the offense. What do you feel like you've learned the most between, you know, joining the team and now or preseason and now? I think just really the preparation throughout the week, getting ready for the play on Sunday. You know, there's a lot that goes into just getting ready to play one game. And, you know, there's a lot of film study, a lot of, you know, studying your playbook and stuff like that. And just making sure you get those extra reps out to practice. So that was probably the most I've learned, just making sure I'm prepared for Sunday. And then when you're prepared, the game starts to slow down for you. When you come up the way you have, obviously you have to have a little bit of a chip on your shoulder to kind of make it. But do you feel like you belong, so to speak, or, you know, this is the place where you're supposed to be? Yeah, I, I definitely feel that. You know, I've always felt that way. I definitely put the chip on my shoulder, and uh, I, th- I feel like I still have stuff to prove. You know, I haven't I haven't done much. You know, I've, I've, been, I've been doing well the past couple weeks now, but I feel like I can do more. I can contribute more. And, uh, you know, that's just my mindset going forward, just trying to get better each and every week. Drew Brees said that one of the things that made you an effective player was that all your routes look the same. What's the art of making all your routes look the same? Just not giving anything away to the defensive back, you know, just making sure that I, that my eyes are focused on him and just not, you know, showing my hand too early. And then, you know, that just comes with those extra reps I was talking about at the practice, just like trying to perfect the route and, you know, just get the time down with Drew. And uh, once that happens, you know, all the routes look the same and, you know, you can get that separation that I need, you know, in order to get open. So, you know, there's a lot of time that goes into that, but it's definitely, you know, came up and, and you know, it's helping me out. All right, plenty more at NewOrleansSaints.com and, of course, on your Saints mobile app. We'll take a break. When we come back, John Schumann from NBA.com. Talk about that annual NBA survey that you can find online right now. Life is busy. You need health care that can keep up. At Auctioner, we get that, so we've made our care more schedule-friendly, like offering same-day appointments. Need a primary care physician, a pediatrician, an OBGYN? We'll get you in to see someone today. Many of our specialists are available the same day, too. And with health centers all over Greater New Orleans, there's bound to be one near you. Many are open late and on weekends for your urgent care needs. And if it's something serious, Auctioner has you covered with nationally ranked care for your most complex conditions. Want additional convenience? Now you can make appointments with many of our physicians on our website. And once you become an Auctioner patient, you'll be able to do even more online, like email your doctors, see test results, and refill your prescriptions, all with a simple click. Make an appointment today at auctioner.org or call 866-AUCTIONER. Auctioner. Healthcare with peace of mind. What's up, Pelican fans? This is Anthony Mackey, a shorter, talented version of Anthony Davis, and you are listening to the Black and Blue Report. Go Pelicans. Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report. Of course, we're getting ready finally for a game at the Smoothie King Center tonight. The Pelicans and the Miami Heat will wrap up the preseason, and then, and then the regular season starts, and that's when we'll start to compare and contrast what's been predicted um, as to what happens. And uh, with that in mind, we're so glad on this Friday to bring in John Schumann from M- NBA.com. Uh, John, good morning. It's, uh, it's almost time. I think all of us have had enough of the preseason. We're all ready to see it for real, aren't we? I'm excited. Yeah, me I'm too. Ready to go. Me too. Uh, of course, if you've noticed uh, through NBA.com, the, the annual survey of the GMs has come out, and uh, it's a wide-ranging survey. 
And John, how many how many times have you been involved with this survey now? Oh, it's let's see, it's probably been the last nine or ten years. Yeah, um, I was, you know, this is the this was the fourteenth one, and I think I've I've been directly involved with it for at least the last ten. How hard is it to put together? Are most guys uh, uh, affable to doing it? Affable to doing it? Yeah, yeah. At, when when we get down the down to the last few days, when I need to get it in, uh, and there's a few teams still straggling, it can be a little bit like pulling teeth, but it's uh, it's it's worth it. You know, it's 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 worth the work. I think it 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 uh, it's a little good piece of content for our site, and I think it's a, a, a fun thing to read through. Over the years that you've done it, how close have the GMs come in their survey at the start of the season as to what really happens? Um, let's see. We've had 13, and they've picked the correct champion six times, picked the MVP five times, I believe. Um, and so, or maybe it's three. I think it's the MVP has been picked three times, correct? Okay. Um, you know what? The thing about it is that I've realized over the years is I think it's more a more reactive survey than a predictive survey in that um, teams react to what they saw at the end of last season. And so, like, if you look back when the Lakers won a championship, uh, Phil Jackson was voted the, the best coach in the, in the NBA. Right. And when the Spurs won a championship, Greg Popovich was voted the best coach in the NBA. Um, so typically it's kind of reactive and it, it may be, they, they, you know, you'll, you'll see like Anthony Davis become the, the team, the player that teams want to build around this year rather than say last year when, when maybe if you were a little, had a little bit of foresight, you could have seen that already. Okay. That makes, that actually makes a lot more sense. It's, so it's not quite the same then say as like, for example, down here in SEC country, they do a preseason player of the year, and then they do the actual player of the year at the end of the season. They do the preseason all-conference team, and then uh, you get the idea. Um, so it's not quite right. in that sense. Is that what you're trying to tell me? Yeah. I mean, yeah, like I said, I think it's, it's more based on what – I mean, there could you could approach it as you're filling it out uh, based on, on, on what you think is going to happen, but I think I feel like – when I see the answers, that it's more based on what has happened already. Okay. And so, um, you know, you're, you're not going to see, um, like, Golden State maybe had one vote for winning a championship last year, and then people, you know, obviously didn't see that forthcoming. Um, but uh, obviously it did, and they, they had the potential uh, if you look back at the year before. So I think um, this year, the, the you know, the, the picks are what you'd expect just based on what we've seen in the past. Okay. Uh, you mentioned Anthony Davis. Far and away, <laughs> far and away, he is the player that these GMs would want to start a franchise with. Um, were you surprised at the margin of that vote? A little bit, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm not surprised that he was the number one vote getter. He got a couple votes last year. Um, but, yeah, I think, you know, obviously, if, you know, if you were – playing one season right now or one game right now you you know I think uh, you'd want to start with LeBron James but um, just with Anthony Davis being so young and so talented and still hasn't you know uh, he's already one of the best players in the league and it seems like there's still uh, uh, room for him to develop um, it seems like seems like an easy answer at this point John Schumann from NBA.com with us here on the black and blue report 
And John, what was the biggest surprise to you when you when you got all the data back together? What kind of jumped off the page? I think that, that so few GMs picked the Warriors to repeat. Um, you know, only a handful of them did. Um, you know, I, I understand the sentiment that they had some luck last year in that they didn't play the Spurs in the, or the Clippers in the playoffs, and they basically faced four uh, postseason opponents that were either missing their point guard or had an injured point guard. Um, and that, you know, when Cleveland got to the finals, they were down two of their best players. But uh, with the Warriors, this was the best team uh, all season long by a wide, wide margin. I mean, they were number one in defense and number two in offense last season. And they were basically statistically the best team uh, we've ever seen since since Michael Jordan's Bulls. Um, so that's why, I, for me, I would have a hard time picking them against the field, say right now. But I would still pick them a, more uh, pick them ahead of any other team if I was predicting a, a champion right now, just because how good they were. They were really really good, and they brought everybody back, and they're relatively young. You know, this isn't an old team like you know, say the the Mavs were when they won the championship. So um, I I really like this team still and I, I was i was a little bit surprised at how few uh, votes they got to repeat yeah especially pointing out that you uh, had said how reactive the gms are in their process you know obviously if you were to react to last year's champion wouldn't that have some weight toward this year and I, so i'm with you on, on on the surprise here um was there any way and again i don't know um how much anonymity there is john in the survey but uh, is there a way to say, okay, the, the Eastern Conference GMs kind of slant this way and the Western Conference GMs slant another way, or is that too tough to tell? Not really. I mean, I, I don't – I think it's one it, – it's, yeah, it is completely anonymous, and, and I know I, I, I'm the only one who knows who voted for what, but I basically forget about it after I – you know, <laughs> I might, as I'm entering some team's uh, votes, I might take note, oh, this team likes this particular player who's on some other team. But, you know, 10 minutes later when I'm putting, entering somebody else's uh, votes, I've already forgotten about that thing. And I don't really take too much notice of who's voting where. Um, you know, I think maybe in the last question we had, which is a new question this year, is like what rule change would you like to see? I think maybe the Western Conference teams might have slanted towards the uh, changing the playoff uh, format to, to, to make it one through 16 um, versus uh, – uh, versus two, you know, uh, one through eight on in each conference. So, mm-hmm. but that's 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 fairly logical. Whether it be a rule change or the player you'd like to start a franchise with, the prediction of who might win a championship. Um, what did what did the survey say to you about this kind of the state of our game right now? Um, does it give us a snapshot of of where things stand and 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 how strong the game is or not in any way? That's a great question. Um, you know, I think when I see this, the state of the game, obviously, um, you know, I think it favors the league, um, favors teams that are versatile. We saw with the Warriors in that they could play sort of any kind of style um, and they could put a lot of shooters on the floor. Um, and Anthony Davis is sort of the epitome of a versatile player. Same with LeBron James, same with Kevin Durant, um, you know, where they're long, skilled, um, and then help you on the defensive end, uh, on both ends of the floor, basically. Uh, they're impact players on, on both ends. And, and um, for me, that's, 
that's huge. And, and so I think it's about skill right now as far as uh, where the league is, is leaning. And I think you see that in, in basically all the player votes. It's about more about skill than size, and, uh, and I think that's the way the league is going. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, let's end with this, John, specifically here for Pelicans fans, of course. You know, we talked about Anthony Davis's presence throughout the survey, but even New Orleans' presence as far as, you know, are they, are they considered to be a possible most improved team, quote-unquote. Um, when you look at the different questions and where the Pelicans and or their players fall, um, how should Pelicans fans read into the survey as it impacts their team? I think um, I think they, the, the league generally likes the direction in that, is, that they're going and that, um, you know, Alvin Gentry was the leader for which, co- which new coach is going to make the biggest impact. Um, that the that the the Pelicans got some votes for most improved. Then Anthony Davis is the you know that's it's all positive. Um, now it's just a matter of being healthy and and seeing what improvements they can make. You know we know um, Alvin Gentry is going to open up the offense a little bit, and and I think you know Pelicans fans should know that should obviously know that the defensive end of the floor is probably more important and the improvement on that end. So. Um, you know, I think it's it's a positive thing. The West is so tough. I mean, that's that's the other thing that you take out of it is there's just a lot of good teams in the Western Conference, in that the 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 Pelicans have a a superstar player, um, yet didn't get a single vote uh, to finish in the top four in the West. So so that tells you a lot about how good this conference is. And you know, the potential is there, but also you know, there's a lot of good teams to get through. No doubt. It's great stuff as always. We love it every October. John, thank you so much for telling us a little bit more about the process because that's what I wanted to know and, and, uh, and how you read into it. Uh, I hope that you're back on that task again next fall. I hope. Will you be? <laughs> I hope so too. Yeah. Well, come see us <laughs> in New Orleans as soon as you can. That's John Schumann from NBA.com. Again, the annual survey is out. It's, uh, it's, really, it's really cool. Uh, it's, it's just a, it's a better take on maybe some of the talking heads. Uh, as to what they predict or not predict. So, John, have a great season. We'll talk to you soon. All right. Appreciate it. You got it. John Schumann on the Black and Blue Report. Back in a moment. Everything you need to know about your New Orleans Pelicans is right in the palm of your hands. The New Orleans Pelicans app is easy to use, plus makes an excellent companion whether you're watching the team in the Smoothie King Center or on the road. Recently added features on the app include the latest videos and highlights, plus access to a full list of arena amenities. Download the Pelicans app for free now on your iPhone or Android devices. For more information, check out pelicans.com today. Fall is here, which means there's a new purpose to get excited about at Smoothie King. It's time to bundle up against the weather outside and give your immune system a little extra support on the inside. At Smoothie King, we're blending our new Immune Builder smoothies to help you stay strong all season long. Fortify your body with more than 2,000% of your daily vitamin C and all-natural immune supporters like vitamins A and E, zinc, and selenium. Try a mixed berry or orange Immune Builder smoothie today. Only at Smoothie King. Smoothies with a purpose. All-Star Electric is lighting up the future with the latest in LED lighting. All-Star Electric specializes in the installation and conversion of the newest LED lighting products. This lasting investment is virtually maintenance-free and offers significant savings on your next electricity bill. This is Tim Blanchard, president of All-Star Electric. 
Let us evaluate your building, parking lot, or home for an LED conversion because we know we can save you some money. It's Pelicans game day. This is the Black and Blue Report. Hey, if you're catching our uh, podcast Friday afternoon, you know, we call it No Appointment Radio, so it's, it's yours at any time. Um, if you happen to stumble across this or make it a part of your routine uh, on this Friday afternoon and you've changed your mind about your plans tonight, you'd like to maybe go to the basketball game, there are tickets available, walk-up opportunities uh, today. It is Breast Cancer Awareness Night here at Smoothie King Center. That will not be the case uh, next weekend when the Pelicans come home to open the regular season, the home schedule, against Golden State on Saturday night. Um, those tickets are so few and far between that you're going to have to go uh, to the telephone and call 504-525-HOOP or get online at pelicans.com. Today, though, probably some walk-up opportunity if you want to come catch the uh, final preseason game and the first appearance in the building here by the Pelicans this season. 7 o'clock tip, 6.30 airtime on the Pelicans radio network. Um, you know what? i tell you what. Daniel Salerson was in the Pelicans locker room just a short time ago. And Anthony Davis talked about finally getting a chance to play in this building for the first time since the playoffs back in late April. Let's hear from Anthony. How you feel about the final preseason? I'm ready. I mean, I'm ready for preseason to be over so we can actually start. But um, give us one more chance to fix all you know mistakes that that we make. Um, try to work on our offense, get better at our defense, and um, try to get accustomed to playing each other again. You know, and it's good to finally do it in front of a, our home crowd. You know, so I'm, I'm definitely excited for the night, but can't wait to you know really start up for real. Yeah, um, you know, that's something that we've been struggling with, and we know their team would like to get out and run, so it's going to be another good test for us to see um, if, we, if we got better, you know, with, with these uh, as days of practice um, that we've been working on it. So, um, you know, we we definitely been working on it. we definitely, you know, going to try this game to, to try to, you know, make a, you know, effort, you know, to get back in transition. What do you think of the, the new scoreboard, the... That they added to the arena. That was nice. You know, uh, can't wait to see, you know, when it's, you know, a lot of stuff is on there. You know, they only put the names on there, but um, it's, it's, it's real nice. You know, they starting to look like, you know, a nice arena. Is it finally nice to be able to play a game at home? We've been on the road this whole preseason. Yeah, for sure. Like I said, um, you know, just to get a chance, you know, for the fans to come out and, and you know, support us here and, uh, Kind of get them a you know something to look forward to you know on a, especially on the thirty first when we have our uh, home opener here. You said right before camp started, you know, everybody says they want to play fast, but you got to commit to doing it. Got to commit to doing all the things it takes to play with pace. How have you guys done? Uh, we've done a great job. Our offense hasn't been a problem. You know, it's really been our defense and. Um, guys have been committed, you know, working out um, after practice, you know, getting on the treadmill, running laps, or whatever the case they got to do for, for cardio to make sure that they're able to play fast, you know, and get their heart rate up. So um, this often has been a big problem for us, you know, this preseason. It's more so been uh, defense, and you know, that's what we've been working on the past couple of days. More from Mr. Davis later tonight. By the way, he had 31, uh, and in fact, a double-double against the Orlando Magic two nights ago in Orlando. 
All right, New Orleans Saints and Colts on Sunday. We'll be pulling for them, of course, and we'll have a complete post-game report, not only on game day at NewOrleansSaints.com, but we'll wrap things on Monday on the Black and Blue Report. We'll be in two different cities on Monday. Uh, part of the Black and Blue Report team will be right here in New Orleans, and uh, and then me, <laughs> I'll be in uh, the Bay Area out in San Francisco uh, as the Pelicans are set to tip the uh, regular season off on Tuesday against the defending world champion, Golden State Warriors. Have a great weekend. Enjoy tomorrow. The weather's supposed to be fantastic. Stay dry Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday, and uh, we'll talk to you then. We need a good weekend, don't we? I hope we'll get it from all of our teams, and I hope that you have a great time with your friends and family as well. So long. We'll see you next time right here on the podcast for Saints and Pelicans fans. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Black and Blue Report. If all goes well, we'll be back next week. Tune in each weekday at 12 p.m. or at your convenience exclusively online at NewOrleansSaints.com and Pelicans.com. Follow your teams direct from the source. The Black and Blue Report. Thank you.